Shivani, we bout to party, we bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Hey everybody, welcome to AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. I am Aubrey Edwards here with my guest co-host, Alex Abrahentes. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm on my third cup of coffee. It's snowing outside. It's snowing outside. That's insane. Yeah, so like Washington's weird. It doesn't snow here. So like this is basically the apocalypse. Like I might not make it to work next week. It's going to be bad. Uh, Yeah, I hope I see you Wednesday. (laughs) I know. I I might be dead. I might be snowed in with the whole half inch of snow we're going to get. Anyway, let's not talk about me and our apocalypse that we're having here. Let's talk about our guest today. He is the technical beast. He is an amazing, amazing individual and a super, super nice guy. I don't know. I'm totally breaking kayfabe here. Josh Woods, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. First of all, if it's snowing, I'm not even leaving my house. Like, I, I do cold weather. I don't blame you. Well, you're in Florida, so like 70 is cold for you. You know what? No, 70 is not. 66 is cold for me, okay? Like, that's mm, like yeah, That's like, right. That's fair. Throwing in my car. Yeah, I don't like that. Man, I, uh, I definitely love like when we travel to the cold places in the, uh, in the winter, and all of the people that live in Florida are bringing like their massive parkas. They're like, oh my god, it's freezing and I've just got like a hoodie. I'm like, whatever. This is like 50. It's fine. I'm Whatever. still wearing daddy shorts, so I mean, like, I just deal with it. That's right. We, yeah. oh my god, you do do that. Where were we this week? I don't even remember. Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, we left Indiana. This motherfucker gets on the bus <laughs> in shorts. Like, I know. How do you do it? <laughs> I think I just deal, dude. It's just a small little walk from the A to B, so it's not like I'm like running a marathon outside. Oh my but god! But it's still cold inside. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm wearing like long sleeves or a hoodie, it's okay. It bounces out, I think. And I got big legs, so it's like a lot of insulation. He just had to have two of the four limbs covered, and he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I need at least fifty percent, and I'm good. <laughs> that's 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 uh, the secret. Know. That's the, the things secret. we're learning already. This is fantastic. Yeah. Now everybody knows the secret to staying warm. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. That must be Vance's secret too, because he definitely uh, is one of those wearing shorts around guys. Oh, all the time. He's from Michigan. That's not fair. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's actually talk about like wrestling shit. <laughs> I don't know how it's been like five minutes and we haven't even talked about wrestling. So December twenty twenty one debuted uh, at AEW. Lost to Sean Spears on Dark. How did your AEW journey start? How did it start? Uh, I think like the transition from like being in Ring of Honor to AEW is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. I think, yeah, so I had a pretty good relationship with everybody in Ring of Honor. Some people uh, as nice of people as I am, but I think it just pays to be a good person. And I think that kind of helped me get in contact with the right people and, and get the opportunity that I had. And kind of from there was just staying on top of everything and uh, just continuing to wrestle as much as I can. And then, you know, the rest is history because here I am. God, I'm such a dork. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite all right. It's quite all right. We, uh, we appreciate that about you. So you had that match at dark and then you went into an angle with Keith Lee where, you know, you put a submission on him. How did this all come to be? Was it did you know going in after you did this match with Sean Spears that, okay, there's an opportunity here, I'm going to be called back? Or was that kind of a, well, we'll see what happens situation, and then all of a sudden you 
get moved into this kind of program with Keith Lee? I think I think I did like quite a few darts before that happened. Um, yeah. I think I just stayed, yeah, stayed consistent. And you know, once like the what pay per view was that with Ring of Honor, uh, where I was still the pure champion. Man, I don't even know. It was so long ago. Where you wrestled Yuta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was it. Yeah, we'll get to that. It was so long ago. Dude, we don't even remember where we were last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> Dude, like, it just all blends together. It's like, oh, I'm in another airport again. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, so I think after that, like, just kind of, like, doing good business, I guess. And because, like, some people, ugh, I want stuff in real life. Like, I don't I don't care. So, I mean, yeah. like, just it, it costs nothing to, to be a good person and do good business. And, and I think, like, just you know humbling i guess it is humbling maybe but yeah it's after that and then just you know wrestling with yuda and then just kind of staying on top of it and just trying to get opportunity and that led to niece and i getting together after doing some i guess i did pretty good on dark a couple times and tony khan liked it and he's like hey let's put these guys in. and here we are Boop. He has a he has a way of pairing people into tag teams and it just yep. ends up working. Like we've seen that time and time again. Like current tag champs acclaimed it was just TK. Like hey, you you two guys seem like you're good together. And hey, you know, it turns out that worked. So I want to talk a little bit more about your your teaming with Nice and pairing with Sterling. Talk about the moment when you knew that that was going to be a tag team and sort of like how you guys clicked. So this is I think we had done a dark. And I had just done something solo. I think Nice had done something. And then we're just kind of sitting there. And he's like, hey, Tony Mitchell, we might be together. It was like, well, I mean, okay. And then we all were, we were already like just kind of goofing around anyway. It was like, all right. Well, I mean, you're pretty athletic. And, and, and like, I'm kind of dorky in the, in the back. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I look like super tough. And like, yeah, can I hurt anybody for real? But like, I, I like to play around and I like laugh a lot and just make jokes. And I was like, well, Mark... I mean, I guess uh, we can be together, but Tony might get jealous of us, so we have to hide it. He's like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I'm just silly. Uh, I think that stuff like that's just, I don't know. Being lighthearted is fun. Some people take this way too serious. I'm like, man, we play fight with our friends, like on TV and spandex. Like, what's, what's so serious about? <laughs> did you, uh, did you know Tony going into this beforehand? I did not. I had, you know, a pretty. I guess like respectful is that the right word where, you know, you, you try to introduce yourself to everybody and make sure, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're at least cordial. Right. Cause like, that's like a huge thing. And some people are fist bump guys or some are like, Oh, you have to shake my hand. I'm like, yo, Hey, what's up, dude? Uh, that's me. Uh, that's so me. yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, don't touch me. I know I'm a bit gross. <laughs> I'm like a big germaphobe, but it's, yeah, it's really weird. It's kind of, yeah. Especially for like wrestling in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I talked to everybody and, you know, so I had spoken with Tony a couple of times and as I've been there more consistently, we just kept talking more and more and we get along pretty well prior to us even being uh, thought of as a team or that being suggested. So like once like we had been told that we had already had some rapport and it had just been like, Oh, well we're together now guys. <laughs> you know, it was, just, it was like that. It was fun. I'm uh, I'm curious. Do you guys like end up hitting the gym together? Cause obviously you're both like, athlete guys gym guys or is it just more of like a you hit the gym separately and then talk about your routines afterwards well we don't we don't even live in the same area like he lives in orlando and i'm in tampa i mean i could drive there but i don't know that's a little far to work out together (laughs) i don't know maybe like a tuesday or a wednesday morning or something i don't know like when we all come together for me every time i ask him his schedule is like very like you know like i'm pretty consistent on the road i sometimes still do cardio and i'm like i don't do cardio ever 
uh, I don't even run from my problems. So like there's zero <laughs> chance. <laughs> like <laughs> that's not happening. And plus Tony looks really good. And, and then I would just be embarrassed because I don't look as, as good as Tony. I'm like, Oh man. And like, we'll do stuff. And I'll be like, all right, I'm not going to go shirt with my shirt. I'm like, can you not like, can you <laughs> <just keep> <laughs> like what's wrong with you? Oh no, your camera. What happened? I don't even know who called me. I'm like, how do I, how do I stop this? Like they're calling again. Like who? <laughs> <laughs> it's Tony niece. He wants to work out with you. <laughs> so it's Jay. Jay's calling me lethal. Like we talk every day, like legit. Like we'll talk like forever. <laughs> and can someone text him like, Hey, can you stop calling Josh? <laughs> like, I'm going to text him right now. I'm going to text him right now. Like, yeah, call him again. <laughs> <laughs> and I got like fat fingers. So I'm trying to like end it, but like special guest Jay lethal calling and fucking up our shit. I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's Jay. Jay calls me. We talk a lot every day. Oh man. Regarding people that, you know, we talked about Tony Nice. What about Mark Sterling? Did you know him going in? What's your relationship with him? He's a bit of a prankster too, though. Right? Yeah. Mark's a funny dude. Like we, we have a very similar style of humor and like i don't know how to describe like how tony's humor is different than ours but he's he's definitely like the big brother for sure he's a little more serious than us um like i do a lot of like silly things or say stupid things but that's okay because i don't care i didn't really know mark before getting to aw so i mean we we all clicked like pretty instantly i think just being lighthearted is fun and like not taking everything serious like i joke around a lot about well yeah like I wrestle in college. I could just beat up both of you. <laughs> they, they, they give me a hard time about it, but like I say it in jest, but I think like my delivery is pretty good. And like I say it like very like for cereal. So uh, they're like, okay, we get it, dude. You can beat us up. Like, I, like I was kidding when I said that. <laughs> I, let it go. I, let it go, guys. I love it. Especially because you're like, just totally breaking kayfabe here, but you're like one of the nicest guys backstage. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny that like the scariest looking dudes are always like the nicest guys. It's, it's like, oh man, that guy looks terrifying. And then you're like, hey, you doing okay? Can I go get you a water? Like, how's everybody doing today? I'm like, man, <laughs> this guy's great. Yeah. What good energy. I love it. That's why Jay Lethal keeps calling you during this podcast because he's just like, yeah, this is my buddy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think like... I don't know. I'll be tough when I have to be. You guys didn't piss me off. I don't got to hurt you. So, you know, just <laughs> like that. That's fair. Good to know we're on your good side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll stay that way. <laughs> I don't walk around angry. Like, I, is that for real? Do a lot of people do that? I don't know. Some people do. They're like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to talk to you, but I'll be like, hey. <laughs> it's just like well, that. let's get back into talking about uh, Ring of Honor, because obviously you were the pure champion for a while. And then you had this match with Wheeler, Utah at uh, Death Before Dishonor, right? Or no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Death Before Dishonor. It was Super Card of Honor. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of honor in Ring of Honor. So much. So much honor everywhere. So much. So what was that like? When did you find out that you were wrestling Wheeler? And have you had an opportunity to wrestle him before? So when when we brought the Pure Tournament back in 2019, 2020, question mark? I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, it must have been 19. I don't really follow a lot of, of wrestling. Like, I'll just be honest. Like, I don't like watch a lot of indie matches and stuff. So I don't really know who like everybody is. Like, that's just, I just I have other things that I do in my life. Uh, so I didn't really know who everyone was. But, like once, you know, people got announced for this tournament, you know, and we were there. So like, I watched everything and like, I just watched people in the watch matches from people who weren't going to be in it and stuff. And like, I saw like when you wrestled Gresh, they had an awesome match. I was like, oh man, you was really good. I was like, that was cool. So once, you know, fast forward when it was announced, like, man, I was really looking forward to that because 
like I love technical wrestling and I know like a lot of people think it's kind of boring and, and that, Hey man, there's like a niche for everybody. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't flip. So people are like, Oh, Josh, what is boring? I was like, well, I'm too like 40. I don't want to flip <laughs> just cause I can doesn't mean I should, you know, like I just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's so that's why like our, that's why our company is so great. Cause there's a little bit of everything for everyone. And, um, so when I saw Yuta wrestle and then I was like, man, like this is, he's really good. Like, I really love to wrestle him. So I'm glad we got to do that uh, a couple times. So that in each match, which is better and better. So I'm sure if we wrestled again, it would be even better than the last one. So uh, I think Yuta's great. He's great. Yeah, he sure is. All right. So death before dishonor, you were a surprise judge in Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. How, how did that happen? How do, how do the judges get determined? <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I think like, if you understand, like, obviously you should understand the rules and, and uh, have some experience in that division. So I definitely think that helps. Uh, I think it's just a matter of who knows what, or who understands and is is there? I just know and I understand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because obviously there's a lot of rules when it comes to the pure title, and it's got to be explained. And then of course you as a judge need to know those rules in order to be able to deduct points accordingly, right? Well, yeah, not only like technical points, but you gotta you gotta factor in a lot of things when you're judging a pure rules match, like style points, because that mm-hmm. for me style is cool. Like aggression is good. Like you can still be technical and be aggressive. I, <laughs> I wish I still had the sheet because I had like a long list of things I was writing, like whose gear was cooler, who had like the better. <laughs> oh, I like it. Who got reversed more? Like, I, I don't know. I try to have fun when I do almost anything. So I was like, oh, this would be really fun if it goes down to a decision. So I was, I take, I take it serious, but I have fun at the same time. Just a little uh, inside baseball. Uh, we always have Mike Posey do the peer wrestling matches because i can never remember the rules so we've just sort of made him like the pure wrestling expert so it's like oh pure title posey's doing that one <laughs> we're just he's like the yeah, we're ref. he's the pure ref you love technical wrestling i'm surprised I you love technical wrestling but like there's a difference between technical wrestling and pure wrestling and it's just, mm. like there's there's just a lot of little nuances and i don't know yeah. i haven't i'll do it eventually it's on my bucket list but i'm like eh, you know i'll, I'll, I'll go do this match yeah. instead <laughs> one day it's definitely like a very niche thing and and uh, I, I love it. I thrive in it. It allows your brain to think differently, and and it brings kind of more of a, a classic feel to wrestling back, like where rules really do mean something, and and you can kind of bend them or use them to your advantage. So I, th- I think it makes. I think everyone should try at least once, just just to let your brain think differently and and uh, allow yourself to be more creative. So yeah, I, I love it. I want to do it all the time. You've convinced me. I need to I need to do at least one pure rules match. Anyway, we are talking to Josh Woods on AEW Unrestricted. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit about his initial ROH run and much, much more. And we're back. It's Aubrey and Alex with our very special guest here on Unrestricted, Josh Woods. Josh, by the way, do you still have the goods? <laughs> never, they never left. Like, who, who are you talking <laughs> What? Yeah, you're Josh the Goods Woods. Now you're a technical beast. Yeah, I think once I kind of transitioned more from like being with when I was in ROH with Silas, and we were kind of I don't know if you guys ever saw any of our stuff. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try and get a couple of our skits, or whatever. But we definitely had a lighter feel to us. And once you know, uh, we started to kind of have our program where we split, and um, I went more into the pure rules. I kind of shifted like my character a little bit to a little more serious, more aggression. And um, 
I think Caprice Coleman coined that. He like, called me a technical beast once. And I was like, well, okay. Mm. You know, so <laughs> taking that. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, you're gonna say it, I'll, I'll believe it. So yeah, so I, and I, I really liked it, and I just kind of picked up and, and ran with it. Like in the pure division, I think I'm pretty much bigger than everyone else. Like cl- classically, like who wrestles pure rules. So, so I'm definitely just like launching people. But hey, I'll break your arm in half too. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's balance. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love it. Love it, love it. Right? You have to be both a nice guy and be able to break people's arms. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's, that's the balance. That's the balance <laughs> we need in the universe. It's important, I think. So you originally signed with Ring of Honor in 2017, and at the time you said Ring of Honor changed your life. Uh, can you talk about why that was such a pivotal moment and why it was so important to you? So I got released from NXT in 2016. I. I was very new to wrestling. I was barely even in two years. And anyone who has been in that program or that system, like you get a really advanced like crash course in wrestling. So, you know, you hear a lot of people say, Oh, I've been wrestling for 10 years. And all right, well, you re- practice what once a week or you wrestle like once a month. Like how, how do you really gauge like whose time is, is more like who's really put in more time. And when you're there, at least when I was there at that time, I know it's a very different schedule now, but when I was there, I think I was in the ring almost five days a week, sometimes six. And like, that's pretty unheard of on, on the independent scene from, from my experience hearing other people and plus, you know, three shows every, every weekend. So I think I just, I did so much of it. I was like, well, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to be done at wrestling because I could have gone back to fighting or, or just, you know, done something else. But I think I had just invested so much time and just so much part of myself. I was like, man, I just can't be done. And I didn't, I'd never done the Indies prior to NXT. So I had like no idea what that was even. So I'm like, wait, what? You can do other stuff? Like, oh, I'm just insane. <laughs> and yeah. So, and then like I did like, I think like a couple and then I had the ROH tryout and then I signed with them. And like I, I was kind of at a low point when I got released because like I'd never really been like bad at anything. So like, they don't really tell you why you just kind of like oh man what did i do wrong you know it's like a breakup like oh you're dumped like okay, okay what, what did i do like got a lot of self-doubt and confidence issues and 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 it, yeah like i think a lot of people like romanticize like what we do but they really don't understand like the kind of like mental toll it takes and and like that's like a whole other issue as i'm sure you guys know as well but yeah, so like kind of being a Ring of Honor like really like really brought back like the love of wrestling for me and kind of like did change my life because I was able to live, I don't know, do what I love because I, I fell in love with wrestling. So well, you you rebounded quite nicely because you defeated Gresham for the pure title back at Death Before Dishonor. Can you tell us about that moment and kind of what it meant to you? Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh yeah. So get a little deep now. This is a hard one for me. So prior to that which was in september my father had never seen me wrestle before uh he saw me in college and, and mma stuff and and you know he was there and i won nationals and all that all that good stuff so prior to that we were going to wrestle in lakeland and that's maybe two three hours from my dad and uh he had passed i don't know maybe a month before that show damn yeah and he was going to be there and uh yeah so <laughs> uh so he had obviously, you know, we talk about wrestling. So any trip I had, whether it was an independent show or for Ring of Honor, I would call my dad, 
after and we would talk about it. So that was kind of like my, my, uh, my travel ritual. Whew. That would have been the, the first show I had since that happened. And uh, he was going to be there. And I wasn't going to tell him what was going to happen just because you know, it would have been more fun if, if he just yeah. saw him. So we had the match and, you know, so I was, I was, yeah, I was jazzed to have him there. And, and you know, when he passed, it was just like, it was, yeah, it was, a, oh man, it was a rough moment for me. Uh, me and my dad were really close. And uh, so I do my entrance and, you know, uh, John does his, and I get out of the ring. And there's this guy, he looks just like my dad. I mean, like, and I was like, oh, shit. And I just start crying. Like, I just start oh crying. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I literally just start crying, like, <laughs> in John's entrance. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what is going on with me right now? And then I'm like, well, I'm about to wrestle. Good thing I don't remember any of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. And winning it. It's kind of hard to, I mean, yeah, it was, it was like probably one of my biggest accomplishments in pro wrestling for sure. Not just because like, oh, you win a belt or a title. It's just, it's just what it means to do something like that. You know, that you've hit X amount of credit or you're good at whatever you do, or it's just, it's, it's more than just winning something. It's just like the company trusts you. And that's insane that this company trusts you to be the face of this division or to lead it. And like, that's, that's awesome for me. And so like, I know my dad would have been really proud of that. And, uh, so after I won, I like, they tried to interview me and I'm like crying. And I'm like, oh, can you guys stop? <laughs> 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 yeah. So that, I mean, it, I think it meant more to me in the fact that like, you know, my dad would have been really proud and, uh, yeah. So it was, it was more so for that than like the accomplishment of doing it. And in the regards of John standing with this company, he's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. And just to have another match with him, we've had eight or nine. It's just constantly always good from top to bottom. That's an awesome story. Sorry for your loss, man. That's shame. It's always unfortunate because like, there's never a good time for that kind of stuff. But especially when you have this like really important moment in your life and you're, Oh man, I'm so sorry, but thank you for sharing with us. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And like it sucks, it was so sudden. It wasn't like, oh, you know, there's a timeline of things. It was like gone, and it's like, yep. And yeah, it's still, it's still, yeah, it gets me, it gets me a lot sometimes. And but you know, right foot, left foot, you know. Yeah, you just keep going forward, keep going forward. Now I call anybody after my wrestling show. I just sit in silence and I'll you got to call Jay Lethal. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll take your call. Yeah, we travel together. Yeah, so true. we're always on the same flights. Oh, nice. I always like when uh when you end up on a flight and there's always the same people. It's like, oh yeah, you connect through here because you're a Delta mm-hmm. person. Oh, you connect through here because you're a United person. Yeah. Well, I pick up Jay or or I go to his house and we just drive to the airport together. So we're oh, literally... awesome. So like the yeah. entire way. Yeah, like we're there like forever. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why he's calling. He needs a lift. Yeah. He lives closer to the airport than me. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Oh man. All right. So. Left foot, right foot, one step forward. Let's keep talking about Ring of Honor a little bit. So final battle, December of that year, defended the Pure Championship against Brian Johnson. But I think around that time, they'd announced that Ring of Honor was sort of kind of going by the wayside. So what did that mean to you, like not knowing sort of what the future of Ring of Honor is, but still being a champion and representing the company? It's like a bittersweet moment, right? Because this is a company, I, I was there for four years and 
and you build like relationships like really fast. Cause I mean, you guys know, man, you're around these people all the time and, and it's like the uncertainty of not knowing what's happening or, or where people are going to end up and, and just being able to, to just be under that banner, like one more time officially was being proud is like a, a very cliche word, but like, it's a very appropriate word. It was definitely bittersweet and it was sad for a lot of people. And like the morale backstage was like kind of, you know, because we're all not sure what's going on. And, you know, people have no clue what they're going to do. And it was like sad, but awesome to be with everybody one more time. And, and for me, I just, and I just love it. Like I, I was in the moment. I loved it. And, and, you know, despite what people know about Brian or, or whatnot, Brian is incredible. And we kind of came in around the same time and had different, you know, paths, but we were always together. And I learned a lot from Brian just as a person and, and wrestler and friend. So just being able to like share, like, I think that was his first pay-per-view wow. for us. So like able to do that, like with a, with a friend or, or whatever, it was really cool for both of us. So he hit me really hard in the face. <laughs> hit me so hard in the face. And like my eye, like, like goes like swollen and like pop my blood vessels. Like, are you mad at me? Like, what, what a jerk. Yeah. What an cool. asshole. <laughs> it was so excited though. Like it was, a, it was a total like misstep, but it was, I was like, why do you, why are you so mad? Like, I love you. Like, he's like, well, okay. All right. No, Brian's incredible. No, I was just kidding. So speaking of Ring Ring of Honor, when did you find out? When was the exact moment you found out that TK purchased Ring of Honor? And what were the thoughts going through your head when that happened? We were at Dark. I think I think we were at Dark or, or... there was a Dynamite. He announced it on Dynamite. Yeah. So I guess you were you were a part of that Dark. Was I there? I think in Jacksonville. It was. Yeah, it was Jacksonville. When I heard about it, like of course, like you're getting a lot of messages from like the ROH boys, like, "Oh, did you hear? What about this?" And we're like. And like I, at this point, I think had already been doing like a lot of, a lot of darts or I might've traveled maybe a couple of times and people like, Oh, what does this mean? Can you find out? I'm like, Oh, what do I know? Like, I don't know anything. Like, so like, I, I mean, it was, it's obviously being, you know, had being there a little bit before that had happened. And then, uh, you know, experience, I was like, it was pretty sweet. Cause you know, everyone kind of knows how much Tony loves this business and how much he loves wrestling. So oh, yeah. definitely gave me that like little spark of joy. Like, Oh man, like ROH could be back and, and like it could definitely help a lot of people and it could just kind of not revive wrestling. I hate people say that, but <laughs> it could definitely, it could definitely like definitely add another option or whatever you want to call it. But it definitely like, is exciting. It's great. It's phenomenal. And I was like, man, I hope I'm a part of that. Cause you know, I, I love ROH and I love what it did for me and, and the brand. Like I love AW as well. Don't, I'm not, don't spin my words, people. Okay. Like I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt sheets. Don't twist it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chill out. All right. I'll find you. Uh, you know, so I thought it was awesome that like that, that could possibly come back and now that it is like sort of back or whatever. But yeah, I thought that was like an incredible, an incredible announcement to say the least, the very least. It's definitely cool because, I mean, like you being a part of Ring of Honor, you know how much history there is with Ring of Honor in wrestling. So sort of like the idea of knowing that that history is going to be protected and promoted and continually just referenced and stuff. Like as someone who is in wrestling, even though I never got to work for Ring of Honor, I'm like, this is this is really cool. Yeah, We're, uh, we're talking to Josh Woods here on AEW Unrestricted. We got a little bit more to talk about with his background in wrestling, actual wrestling, not this spandex men rolling around on TV stuff, but wrestling ecology. 
it's kind of the same thing, but yes. you know, whatever. It's almost the same. <laughs> almost the same thing, but we're going to talk about it and then answer some fan questions coming up. This is AEW Unrestricted. Alex and Aubrey talking to Josh Woods, who is so popular. So popular. In between all of these segments, he's just gotten calls from Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. Citibank, whoever the yep. hell just needs to get a hold of him. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. I don't know, man. They they just they just want want your vibes, man. Just positive vibes, bringing it around. They want the goods. They want my goodies. They want the goods. <laughs> They want the goods. That is absolutely what it is. All right. You you mentioned a little bit about your wrestling background, wrestling in college, sweaty dudes. What's the biggest challenge going from amateur wrestling to professional wrestling? Like learning the moves is probably by far the easiest because like anyone who's been like an amateur wrestler, and I, I really hate that term, by the way, the amateur wrestling, but that's another conversation to have. <sighs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like learning is so easy because we are basically just like, thrown so much technique and that was by far the easiest part and i think like the hardest the hardest thing is to take out the realism like the the i don't mean like what we're doing but like having that real wrestling mindset which people are like oh you can't say that i'll say whatever i want it's your podcast. yeah you gotta kind of stop thinking that way and it's, it's sometimes it's harder than others because you know like if you come from an athletic background before you get into wrestling you have like a very competitive mindset and that's not my fault. That's just how I've been an athlete my whole life, almost since 99. Like it's a long time and to kind of turn that off. But I think to like take my mind out of that, like, and separate pro wrestling from amateur. And then also like character stuff is so hard because you're not like having fun when you're wrestling in college. It's like, yeah, you're miserable. Like you're cutting weight. Like you're hungry. <laughs> trash bag. Yeah. You're just like, oh, God, is it done? Like there's no, there's no happiness. <laughs> there's no, not a thing you're not like working okay i did that once okay i'll get in trouble but uh yeah you're not like trying to find you know it's just you're very focused and i think like sometimes i would get very like tunnel vision on on, like a match or or spots or something and like forget the in-between and like that's been the really hardest part for me was the in-between things and and the more entertainment side of it personality i think i kind of have a decent one so like that stuff's not hard it's just like finding yeah, it's you know, above, above average, but not great. <laughs> a solid six and a half. Yeah, yeah. ooh. Like, ooh. <laughs> Stop it, dude. Stop. But so, so, yeah, so that was like probably the hardest thing for me. And uh, I still kind of have some issues with it, but you know, no one's perfect. Well, your uh, cool points with me elevated extremely when Aubrey tweeted out that you have a love of acai bowls. So we need to talk about this, my friend, because this is the real deal. I am excited to hear about your love for acai bowls because I recently have fallen in love with acai bowls. So let's discuss. Welcome, dude. How good are they? They're they're ridiculous. Do you like smoothies? Do you like cereal? Would you like both? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, it's so good. And like, it's definitely more like, like is dense the right word? It's it's not as fluid as smoothies. Because like, yeah, if you take a smoothie, Put it in a bowl. It's like, oh, ew. Like, it feels wrong. But, like, man, I'll say, man, you can put so much stuff in, like, whole fruits and 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 peanut butter and honey and, like, coconut. It's just so good. Granola. Oh, I'm all right now. Oh, man. They're so good. Do you have, like, a go-to? There's not a place by me. It's like, whenever I find one, I can hopefully get one. I don't have, like, a consistent place where I go in and they go, oh, hey, you're getting the number seven? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Man, like, I'm a big fan of peanut butter, uh, honey, mm. strawberry, granola, banana. 
oh, I can take the coconut on there, but it doesn't make or break it for me. If it's on there, I'll eat it. But I'm not like a, a big throw some coconut on there kind of guy. But uh, so I do that. There was a place in Orlando that you told me about that I went Purple to, which Ocean. was probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple Ocean, which was like the best acai bowl I've ever had. So good. So like when we're when we're there for dark uh, later on this month, like you and I are going to have to go. Oh, I'm in too. Count me in, please. Yes. yes. Love it. Field trip. Maybe we can find where the Ooh. truck is. At. I think Waterford's Dude. a little far from Universal, but yeah, worth it. Worth it. Worth it. I've been door dashing a lot when we're on the road, and there's a lot of cool places. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Dude. I found one in Indianapolis. It was phenomenal. Really? Yep. Oh yeah. And you withheld from us. Wow. <laughs> well, I didn't know. <laughs> this is new know. information. <sighs> now we're Acai Bowl brothers. This is great. Hmm. You've changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i want the world oh to know <laughs> we've uh we've become friends and enemies in the course of this podcast this is pretty great just just oh my god roller coaster an emotional roller coaster uh, an emotional roller coaster for sure oh man i want to know before we get into fan questions i want to know what are your goals in aew and roh for the next year or so Maybe not even the next year, like maybe just the next in general. Man, that's, I'm sure you'll get the cliche answer, but I want to be champion. I want to book a book. book. Well, that would be great, (laughs) right? Like who doesn't doesn't want to to be on top? I think some people do, some people don't. I don't mind it. I would like to be champion at some point of something. I think right now, just in the next, we'll just call it a year. Man, I really just want to put on great matches and entertain. Like I love it. I love doing it. Like I, I just I love being able to do what I love, and uh, I think if we can just figure out a way to just do more, like you know, because we have a lot of people. But I just I just want to wrestle, man. I gotta love it. I'm, we our roster is so talented, and and like you, you can't name who you want to wrestle and not pretty much hit everyone. So like, it's not really someone I don't want to wrestle. There's obviously people I really want to wrestle. I think maybe if I could get some of those opportunities, I think that would be enough for me. Because, you know, once you do one, you keep doing them, and you're like, yeah, so good. So I think that safe answer. Safe answer. So speaking of wrestlers, you had mentioned that uh, Jake Hager would make a great addition to the varsity athletes. Is it because you like the hat? Would you wear the hat? I would wear the hat. I'm a big hat guy. It's a good hat. Yeah. Yeah. You'd look good in the hat. I would. Oh, stop it. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Jake is like an incredible athlete. And we, we were training for like a couple months leading up to a fight he was going to have and that got changed and moved around and stuff. So I got to get close with Jake just doing that, like, you know, grappling and working on wrestling and stuff in preparation for that fight. So like, yeah, like that would be awesome to have him with us or us with him or however that would be or not at all or just a one time thing. But yeah, I think Jake's incredible. So any sort of combo of that would be really cool. Jake's an absolutely incredible athlete, and yeah, you mm-hmm. two, you two would tear it up. Like, yeah, you I'm would. gonna, I'm gonna call that one right now. Like, if you guys ever wrestle, like, I'm, I'm gonna ref that, please and thank you. Hashtag dibs. Yeah, dibs. Would it be pure like, rules? Oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, if we do like a series, maybe like a like amateur, which people may hate that, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> normal and then pure or something, 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 something. Have you ever heard of chess boxing? Who chess boxing? So like, you play a game of chess. And you have like a limited amount of time. And then once that 
period of time is done, then you have like a short round of a boxing fight. What? And you, what? Yeah. No, this is great. Look it up on YouTube. I swear. Oh my God. Where is I, don't, I haven't seen one live, but I've watched a couple of videos, but it's like you have someone who's like super like like really good at chess and they're trying to like win the game before they hit like their two minute or whatever time it is because once they get to the boxing round they're getting their ass kicked so it's kind of one of those like you get to use both your mind and your body (laughs) to try and win this contest and you're just jumping from like one to the next and if i'm really good at boxing and i suck at chess well i'm not gonna move the whole time i'm gonna go all right we're waiting (laughs) we're waiting that's that's what we're doing it's a game of strategy that's smart there you go yeah it's great it's great all right. So you had said something on Twitter and I need to ask about this. You had said hers sour cream and onion is the best brand and flavor of potato chips. Ooh. What kind of research went into this? And like, how did you develop this opinion? Okay. So like, I'm a big food person, right? Like you couldn't tell, but I am. Uh, <laughs> we've already talked about acai bowls extensively yeah. on this podcast. Like one of my, 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 uh, you can call it a hidden talent or a passion or a secret talent, whatever. Like I'm really good at cooking. Like I'm pretty mm. much Gordon Ramsay. So like, uh, oh. Hey dad, wow. you're out there. <laughs> uh, oh man, Gordon Ramsay is like the best. Yeah. So like, I just, I, I love chips and I love, I love all food, but like, like I like to snack on chips and this has been like a long, a long debate for me. Cause like when we're on the road, like when I was on ROH, like, a bunch of us just get snacks and we're like comparing things and like hers they do their chips just taste so good like they're rigid and they're full flavored and oh man oh, they're so good yeah they're sour cream and onion it's next level for sure i know and they have a pizza one that i just discovered you know pizza what flavor. what i know but you can't get it in a normal bag you gotta get a big one and let me tell you that didn't last very long in my house okay it's gone i got it three days ago and we were gone and that just means i ate it yesterday Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait until we go back to Kansas City. There's a, a company called Guys, and their potato chips are insane. You're going to love it. It's out of this world good. So Thanks. we'll put that on the list. Acai bowls, potato chips. We're making the whole uh, foodie list across the We're going to make a group text that's just like, hey, let's just try food. We're just, we're just <laughs> food pouring it up. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So let's, uh, let's continue on. Actually, should we jump into uh, maybe some fan questions yeah we got a we got, we got a couple here yes 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 you yeah alex what do we got okay so uh the karina crow not to be confused with karina crow the karina crow wants karina. to know wh- what was your favorite part about working for roh the most <laughs> the easiest and obvious answer is working with silas oh my god i the kind of like backstage shenanigans we did were just i had so much fun because people like would watch them and be like Josh is an idiot. I'm like, no, I'm, that's just my, like, just, there's no, like, I had so much fun with Silas and like, legit, the, the, the relationship we had on screen is almost identical in real life. Like I would text him. All, it's like, for me, blue, 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 white, blue, 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 blue. And he's like, can you stop? Like, <laughs> you know, like no, dude, I love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> like never. Yeah. So now Mark and Tony are getting that. Like our group text is just a lot of me and like them one one or two wording a sentence. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? You know, like, yeah, I'm like that. I'm like an annoying girlfriend. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just that's, that's what love. you get in tag team partners is Josh Woods, the annoying girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like Saz has had to like abuse me, like grab me by the arm. Hey, can you stop? Like we're in front of our friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to like pull him to the side and then go, 
you know, like I could hold you down and tickle you in front of everybody and no one could stop me <laughs> at all. <laughs> He's like, and you're right, dude. That's an actual threat. <laughs> no, yeah, that's legit. I've, I've said that to him a few times. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. All right. Another question on Twitter. National Scissoring Day says, what was the match that you had that, where you had the most fun? Oof. Fun? What? There are a lot of layers to what fun is. I know. Mm. I think like the, the last pure match I had with Jay was really fun. Just just being in there with him and and like knowing that we had like a good friendship and, and <laughs> like just just everything about that was was great. I don't want to like you know break anything too much, but like when you're, when you're in the ring with someone you're like cool with and like you have a really good relationship with, it just makes everything just so much better. Oh, and like yeah. you can kind of. Talk kind of talk a little bit like, in the match and yeah so like, i think that's probably one of the most fun matches i've had and obviously i had a lot of fun with silas doing stuff i think i spanked jay briscoe once in the butt and like that was fun for me <laughs> it's like you know jay briscoe, like you're like yeah no one does that to jay and i'm like well, no I did. <laughs> yeah i'm a naughty boy. and you live to tell about it i did i got hit pretty hard after that but it was worth it <laughs> it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> got to smack the butt and then get punched in the face. The story yeah, of wrestling. I mean, it's hand in hand. You know, really. It really is. It really is. Well, thank you, Josh. I really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate you sharing with us. And uh, I, I appreciate laughing as much as I did on this podcast. Mm. Like, you're a real funny Me guy. Too. And I'm glad that uh-huh. our fans now know that. So this is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been awesome. I'm sorry my dog didn't want to come in here. She's like, she checked everything out in the beginning. She's like, all right later dude we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have an episode with your dog in the future mm-hmm, for sure i'm gonna leave you guys with this note because i'm a big sock person okay i have a lot all right i'm Whoa. a big sock guy socks. i know my favorite thing to collect is fun socks and my favorite mm. animal is a red panda so uh i'm just gonna let you guys look at these real quick oh my god look at that whoa we're, na- we're like best friends now you don't understand like i'm a huge sock person yeah like mine I, I don't have mine right now but the ones i had yesterday i had like adorable little hedgehogs on them Socks are fun. Socks are yeah, very they're, fun. They're you can have a shitty day, but at least your socks were good. So That's true. <laughs> and we found out today how much fun Josh Woods is. My goodness. We did. We did. It was wonderful. Thank you, Josh, for being here. You can follow Josh on Instagram and Twitter. Woods is the goods. You can listen to this podcast, new episodes every Thursday on all of your favorite podcast platforms and video episodes on YouTube on Mondays. Just search AEWN Restricted. Elevation on Monday, Dark on Tuesday, Dynamite on Wednesday, and Rampage on Friday. You can watch us all everywhere. I'm Aubrey Edwards here with Alex Abrahentes. Thank you so much for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Later, Gators. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it up, up. Bring the house down. Got that big space pump and make them bounce.